I've got a guest on today, and I have known this person since, oh my goodness, many, many, many years ago. Her name is Linda Hockfeld. I've known her as the author of Cooking All the Heart, sort of the the founder of a lot of the heart-healthy stuff that happened in Mankato years ago, and now she's, uh, well, she's still in Mankato. So we'll welcome her. Welcome, Linda. It's great to hear your voice, Linda. Well, thank you, Karen. I'm sorry I'm not in the studio with you today, but it's such a pleasure to be in contact with you again. Right, because, you know, I years ago I was in community relations, public relations at Emmanuel St. Joseph's and was promoting women's and children's health, and a big part of that was you with your heart health because you many many years ago you wrote this book with a a bunch of people in the community called cooking a la heart yes in fact i have been a volunteer with american heart association for probably 40 years and uh, did work you have a great memory karen uh worked with the minnesota heart health program in particular with maine kale heart health program and i did not phone that that was actually a national institute of health funded a program to reduce heart disease and stroke that was actually written, the principal investigator came out of the University of Minnesota, and that's Dr. Henry Blackburn uh, through the School of Public Health. And we, Mankato, was actually the first community that embraced the importance of lifestyle ah. in reducing the risk to prevent heart disease and stroke. How exciting is that? Well, and I remember there was like walks and things that we we did, and and it was sort of the beginning of, like you you said, that movement in a way. Yes, in fact, um, the whole community of Mankato participated. There was a clinic. People were invited by families to come in and have their cholesterol measurements taken, blood pressure measurements taken, um, and that was oftentimes after work, and then an advisory board made up of a number of leading uh, residents here in Mankato actually helped guide uh, and determine what was important to Mankatoans in making changes in their lifestyle. And I want to just give some call outs to this dedicated team of community volunteers that kind of answered the call for a heart health cookbook and together we orchestrated this development. Uh, Nadine Sugden, you might remember Nadine, yep. and Shirley Durfee, they are still in the Mankato area. Uh, the late Marion Lutz, and unfortunately, the late Harlan Bloomer, who yeah. actually just passed on Saturday. He was our art, um, even though he was an art instructor and designer up at the college, it's his expertise that helped design that very first cookbook. If you remember, Karen, I bet you've got this on your shelf at home. That blue, royal blue cover with that big red heart. Yes, I do. <laughs> have that? Cooking all the yeah, heart, it that, said. Yes, it was wonderful. You know, that book was a popular book. Went far beyond the borders of Man- uh, Mankato and Minnesota. Uh, Harvard picked it up for their medical school. Mayo Bookstore uh, actually picked it up for their medical book club for all of their participants. It just, in fact, we're 100,000 copies sold in before the fourth edition. This new edition just came out. Uh, It's been expanded, it's been updated, it's been redone, and is uh, a tribute to those whose shoulders we stand upon that I just read. You yourself are a dietitian, Linda, this you had knowledge and knew what you were talking about. Well, we the very first book actually came out with a call to the community to say, what are your best of the best recipes? Ah. 
we wanted to make sure that we were we were addressing the taste. What do people like to eat at home? Was it soups and salads? Was it tacos and pizzas? What do we need to have? And that's what shaped the first uh, book is they contributed their recipes. And you're right, as a dietitian, I want to say, I think I kind of drifted into culinary nutrition medicine <laughs> um, because that's what it's become down to. We know that uh, our risk of heart disease, which is still the leading cause of death in the United States, I mean, it is a tough nut to crack. But we know it can often be prevented if we can adopt heart-healthy lifestyles. And eating is one of the easiest ways, and sometimes in a way the hardest, mm-hmm. to make changes in. But we're still at it, and this book uh, today that bears the cooking all the heart looks nothing like the first book in terms of appearance. But you're right, it's authoritative, it's based on the Mediterranean eating pattern, uh-huh. the DASH diet, which was actually... Mediterranean is kind of an eating pattern that we look at overall what are people eating in certain regions of the entire world. And these food patterns have been tested by time. Now, DASH diet and the MIND diet that we follow are actually programs that were originated to lower blood pressure without medication or they were uh, designed to help with uh, preventing or reducing the risk of cognitive decline like dementia or Alzheimer's disease. So that's what the new Cooking All the Heart book now sports is uh, those kinds of eating patterns. And it's awesome because they're so flavorful. Now, Linda, the new edition is out, as you mentioned. How does that differ? If you look back through the years, I mean, that was we're talking back in the late 80s, early 90s that that first one came out. Have things changed very much as a dietitian? I mean, has the the recipes changed? Has the ingredients changed? Or or are we talking pretty much similar stuff? When you were giving the laundry list, I was going to say all of the above. Okay. (laughs) Um, I say that is because the very first time we went with uh, Cooking All Heart, we really towed the line to American Heart Association nutrition guidelines. We knew that we wanted uh, main dishes to be only have so much sodium, only so much fat. We were concerned at that time back in the 80s and 90s about total fat, the quantity of fat. Mm. Through the eating patterns for the Mediterranean diet, we're looking at the quality of fat. We're looking at it's less important to look at the quantity as it is to look at what kinds of fat. In fact, we now have more nuts. We have more. We're allowing full eggs. In the previous version, we only used egg whites. Oh. We still have a limit on sodium and on, on, on salt. And we use the best quality oil. And what we really use in most of, I want to say almost 100% of the recipes is extra virgin olive oil. Because we know that there are potent antioxidants that reduce inflammation, thereby reducing blood pressure. We know that some of the work to protect the olive oil's fatty acids, whether it's heated or you're using it cold. Olive oil, good olive oil, can, in fact, have all the benefits. Have we gotten away from carbs more? It seems to me we've had a lot of heavy carb-laden recipes in the past. Has that changed much? Well, it's interesting you call it carbs because that's what we like to think of. It keeps it simple. We think of protein, fat, and carbohydrates because they contribute calories. But when we talk about DASH or Mediterranean, they tend to be higher in vegetables, 
higher in fruits. Mm. And when you're using grains, you choose whole grains, less processing, more whole foods. So we're using things like lentils, beans, split peas. We're using millet, farro. We're, we're broadening the kinds of grains and the whole grains uh, that we ever had. And, and rightfully so, we, take, we keep looking at uh, even the proteins have changed. We're talking more plant-based. We're talking not plants only, but we are looking at plant-based proteins. So we've included tofu. We've included tempeh. We've included nuts providing protein as well as seafood. We still have good recipes in the book for poultry. We still have good recipes in the book for lean cuts of red meat. The Mediterranean diet did not use it as much, but in the DASH program of eating pattern, they're recommending that we continue to have lean meats, that we continue to use low-fat dairy products, and that we can include beef and pork and veal, beans, lentils, fruit, and dense breads like pumpernickel or whole grain bread. And even sourdough. Sourdough is a very the fermented grain that's oh. used, and that is also part of the eating pattern. Now, your background, you actually are an alum of Minnesota State, aren't you, Linda? I am. I am just delighted to be able to uh, confess that, that yes, I am a past <laughs> graduate. And when I graduated, the uh, nutrition, foods and nutrition majors were actually graduating out of the Department of Education. Oh. Today, those graduates in culinary medicine and nutrition and foods actually come out of the Family Consumer Science Department which is under the Allied Health and Nursing College. And I understand you have now teamed up with the Food and Consumer Science Department here at Minnesota State, which is with the Allied Health and Nursing, to do a fundraiser. And that's why we're having you on to talk. I was so interested to talk with you about the changes you've seen in in heart health and the cookbook and things. But you are going to be helping us here at City Minnesota State University with a fundraising event for the month of February, which, of course, is Heart Health Month as well. Let's talk a little bit about that, Linda. You know, I'm glad that you uh, brought that up, uh, Karen. Thank you. Because today, I know that we could talk nutrition nonstop. And hopefully someday when you uh, would like to continue more down that pathway, I'd love to come back and talk to you about uh, some of that. But in particular, I really want to say it's a privilege to partner with the Family Consumer Science Department to say they are in need of something for their food lab. And their food lab is just wonderful. I wish I would have had it when I was a student. (laughs) They have uh, really invested in a commercial-grade kitchen for all the students to come in and work in a kitchen that when they go out into the workplace, they're going to see this kitchen in school kitchens, restaurants, skilled nursing homes, and in hospitals. But the one thing their dollars didn't stretch far enough is to include a commercial-grade dishwasher. So the crowdfunding effort is really to help raise funds to get a stainless steel, rust-resistant energy, reduce the energy consumption, and conserve water dishwasher for that food's lab. So they've invited me because it is Heart Health Month, and almost everything I ever touched for 34 years, I ran my own company called Apple Tree Press Mm -hmm. and actually published cookbooks that all deal with improving our well-being and actually supports our health span 
much, that's a new word. I think it's an up and coming trend. People are realizing that the, the likelihood that they'll live longer, they want to make sure that they are as healthy as possible for as long as possible. So instead of calling that lifespan, which is about the quantity of years, we're actually talking about the quality of those years. Can we take whatever quantity we are blessed with and have it be healthy years, productive years, and rich years that we're living? So that's what we're all about. Uh, they are supporting a good health span eating pattern, and I am supporting the fact that they need a dishwasher to make that food lab complete. Because having worked in those kinds of kitchens in my background, the dishwasher is important. If you're inspected, <laughs> let me tell you, the food inspectors go directly to your dishwashing area, which is separate from your food area. And they're looking at temps. They're looking at its workability. They're making sure that no bacteria, no microbe can live in a clean kitchen. It's all about sanitation. Well, let me ask you this. You know, if I want, if my dishwasher goes out, it'll be a few hundred bucks. I mean, you know, not a big deal. So why is this a big deal here for Minnesota State for the, the Food Family Consumer Science Program? What is it about this, this dishwasher that's so special? Well, the dishwasher is special because... It's of a commercial grade. So you're talking stainless steel. You're talking rust resistant. You're talking about something that can tolerate delining, continuous. Because think of how often you are the, uh, a commercial kitchen does dishes. There is salad prep, food prep, baking prep. Then there's the actual preparation of the meals. You've got people for breakfast, lunch, dinner that you're doing. So it's constantly in use. Mm-hmm. Think of your home dishwasher. Okay, so you use it often, once a day, maybe once every two days. But in a commercial-grade kitchen, you're talking about using that dishwasher nonstop. So in order to have a dishwasher of that quality and of that endurance and resilience, it's going to be five to $10,000. Oh, so it's, not a, it's a big yeah. investment. Okay, that's what I was looking it for is, is how big of a deal is it? Yeah. Yeah, they're not uh, inexpensive, but the good news about crowdfunding is nobody has to own a big piece of that. With all of our individual efforts of giving, we can really step this out so all of our gifts add up to the answer to actually be able to accomplish this. And with that gift giving and to our donors, we are saying at various levels of donation, we are going to send you a complimentary heart-healthy cookbook. Ah. Can I I tell our listeners a little bit about those kinds of books and at what levels that they would receive these books? Yeah, let's talk about that. Well, thank you, uh, Karen. I appreciate that. All three books uh, support heart and brain health by helping the cook who uses this to manage calories, control blood sugar, control blood cholesterol levels, while helping maintain uh, a good blood pressure level. And all three books were written by nutrition experts and or culinary professionals, and all three of the books that we offer in this campaign are heart health recipes with full nutrition disclosures. So every recipe will assure you why or what makes that recipe healthy. The first book is Healthy Easy Mexican. We are going to send that book out to anybody who contributes $75 It is written by Velda de la Garza. She is a registered dietitian who worked alongside of her husband, who is a cardiologist in Texas, McAllen, Texas, 
And Velda grew up cooking with her mother, her grandmother, who taught her all about traditional Mexican ingredients. You know, how do you put together avocados and tomatoes and beans and lentils and a high-fiber corn with mangoes, fish, poultry? And out of that, you get salsas. You get various side dishes like the Mexican-style green beans. You get all kinds of main dishes that use the enchiladas, fish tacos, steak tacos, and, and then also some of the desserts mango flan. Her book has 140 authentic, what we call low-calorie, big-flavor recipes. And that is the book that we provide at a $75 level. That book, I believe, is about 280 pages in length. So it's a lovely book with what I have to say is there are beautiful food photography throughout this book. And one of the interesting recipes that I'll just share uh, a title is called Cowboy Bread. Hmm. Uh, Velda's grandfather was a Mexican cowboy. And while he was, he was a real life Texas cowboy. I think they're called vaqueros. And while they were driving cattle through Texas, they would bake a bread in a cast iron skillet over the fire. And that recipe is included in this book. It does not use yeast because you're on a cattle drive. Who's going to have time for <laughs> rising and punching down yeast bread? But it is just an excellent recipe and takes you back into very traditional Mexican, cook- Mexican cooking. And as I said, many beautiful color photographs. She talks a little bit about the Mexican kitchen the tools, the cheeses, the Mexican pantry, the chilies, what makes them different. And then she's got a nice, oh, I'll I'll tell you, whatever you get this book, this alone, this recipe alone would be worth it. The Mexican spice blend. So much of Mexican cooking calls for a combination of three items, garlic, peppercorns, and cumin seeds. And when you put that, that's the very essence of Mexico in that particular And that recipe is in this book. It's an exciting book. It's a beautiful book. And it's one that I think our listeners would be thrilled to have. Okay. And what are the other ones? That's at the $75 level for the... um... Right. That's at the $75 level for giving towards the crowdfunding campaign for the dishwasher for the Family Consumer Science. The next book is called The Diabetic Goodie Book, Classic Desserts and Baked Goods to Satisfy Your Sweet Tooth. And this is written by Kathy Cochin, who is a cooking enthusiast. She's had diabetes since the age of five, managed her diabetes throughout her life with no metabolic complications. She used an insulin pump, and guess what? She ate dessert every day, but she made very mindful of what was a healthy dessert. Unfortunately, Kathy passed after a 22-year battle with breast cancer, Mm. but her philosophy of taking charge of your health lives on through her book of delicious recipes. Just like the Healthy Easy Mexican book, this book is loaded with beautiful color photography. She has cookies, bars, cakes, cheesecakes, coffee cakes and scones, fruit desserts, muffins, pies, tarts, cobblers, puddings, and quick bread. So she has learned how to bake and make delicious, tasty foods with using very small amounts of sugar and or using fruit. 
So no artificial sweeteners whatsoever, nothing artificial. Kathy said, I do not need anything artificial in this book. I had the pleasure of working with her for about 12 years, was her first editor and then her publisher of her book. Hmm. She does provide about 200 heart-healthy, metabolic-friendly, weight management uh, baked goods and cold treats. She even's got popsicles and sorbet. All of her recipes are fiber-filled whole grains, fresh fruits, small, as I said, small amounts of sugar. I think one of her recipes, I think most of her recipes, she uses a fourth cup of sugar that has maybe 16, 12 to 16 servings. Can you believe it? We're almost out of time, sadly. So how much to get that special book, a donation? $100 will give you the diabetic goodie book. And Cooking All a Heart, which uh, we had talked about earlier, you can get that book. That is now 500 recipes. I was joined, uh, I have a new co-author. The first three editions were written, I consider Nadine Sugden, Shirley Durfee, Mary Ruth Harlan, Bloomer, and certainly Betsy Eakin uh, as the co-authors of the first three editions. This last edition, the fourth edition, is Amy Myrtle Miller is my co-author. She is also a culinary food and agriculture spokesperson. She runs her own company called Farmer's Daughter. And she is a spokesperson that has worked with the California Walnut Commission. She is the Produce Business Magazine uh, consultant and food recipes and just very passionate and has come to the Culinary Institutes of America. So the recipes pop flavor. That's what this book is all about, flavor of worldwide cuisines. We have salsas, herbs. We talk about various salads, seasonings. We have uh, 28 recipes alone for seasoning blends that really their flavors have that natural health-promoting compounds that we use in all of the recipes throughout the book. So, And that is available at a $125 giving level. So how can people donate to the universities to get their dishwasher and the family consumer science. What do they have to do? Is there an online site to do this? The online site is to go to the development office. To contribute to the Minnesota State University's Family Consumer Science's Clean Dishes campaign and to get one of those cookbooks, you need to go to crowdfunding.mnsu.edu and there is a limited supply of the cookbooks. Again, that is crowdfunding.mnsu.edu. I think it's more important if you can donate and help us get the dishwasher. Well, very good. Well, thank you so much for talking a little bit about heart health and recipes. And thank you for supporting the university and their their journey to get this to complete the fabulous consumer science kitchen that they're working on. Oh, it's wonderful in that it will serve the students well. They will be better prepared and we want to support that. We want good, competent professionals, and this will help them get there. Linda, as always, it's so great to hear your voice. It's been too long. Karen, you take care, and it's just great to hear your voice.